Chapter 9, Courage for Beginners. Here is a girl who wishes she'd hidden a piece of chocolate birthday cake. After school, I feed Larry and look for a snack. Just a box of dry crackers, no milk, two bananas on the verge of doom. Whatever else we have is probably in the deep freezer, highly pickled on the shelves in the garage or in the pantry, and needs a lot of pots and pans to cook. No one wants a can of soup when they feel blue. You want something that's just right there in front of you, that you don't have to pick raw from the garden, which I could do. Laura Ingalls probably did that in Little House on the Prairie. Well, Dad and I were supposed to do our grocery shopping. The list is still taped to the fridge. I pull it down. It's just a reminder of what we don't have. Milk, dog food, apples, eggs, bananas, hair color, French roast brown, and on and on. Mama comes out of her room and makes a cup of tea. We ask each other questions about our days. Apparently, we were both fine all day. What about our food supply, I ask her. Really, Misty? You make it sound as if we're trapped on an island, she says, ruffling my hair, like, say, you might do to a dog. Food supply? Ha! Huh. Is that on your list of jokes, she asks. Newsflash, if an island is an isolated area from which you need some type of vehicle to depart, then yes, 4520 Fargo Drive qualifies as an island, I think. Mama slips off into her room so she can wear her worried face behind closed doors. Yeah, we are all fine. The thing to do is to stop thinking about food like a fresh crunchy apple or an eggy doodle sandwich or a piece of chocolate cake. Stop thinking about anything out of my reach like achieving the right look to gain popularity. Stop wishing for the magical powers to either heal injured fathers or transport myself to the empty vinyl chair in dad's empty hospital room. So far, seventh grade will not go down in the story of my life as a year to remember. It's time to pretend I'm in a, a story far, far away. I picture myself diving into a story the same way a person dives into a swimming pool, head first and quickly submerged. Today's story is one where I will be in Paris and go buy a buttery croissant anytime I choose. To get the story rolling, I go and gaze at that wonderful glittery tower that is always there for me night and day. In our home office, the Eiffel Tower cam is one click away on our computer. I swivel around in Dad's office chair and wait for the image to load. A stupid advertisement finally finishes and I am looking at a live view of the City of Lights. It's night in Paris, and my beautiful tower is illuminated against a rich indigo blue sky. There is a light rain in Paris right now. Little droplets of water cover the camera lens that films the Eiffel Tower. I close my eyes and imagine what French rain might feel like on my face. Doing this in front of a computer screen is stupid, but it is my story, so who cares? Ani Gomez would think I was a mushy girl if he knew how much I loved this picture of Paris. Do you know when I will tell him? The twelfth of never. Bonne nuit, I say, which is French for good night. After I go out on the hot front step and wait for mystery to walk by, woman who goes somewhere might appear at any minute. She's been walking later in the afternoon now, which is lucky for me. I sit for a long time, girl who has nothing to do but wait. Then I'm rewarded for my patience. Here she comes, woman who goes somewhere, 
with long gray pants that don't look washed and yellow open toe pumps. Her hair is all tied up in a messy bun and it looks like she's carrying a small round metal object in one of her hands. Quickly I snap her picture as she is in full stride towards some adventurous destination. Today, there are not enough parents around for me to even get in trouble for infringing on other people's rights. So I take a picture of a car driving past too. So what? Who's gonna care? I'm getting teary now, mushy. I, sh I switch the channels on my brain. I land on the pick on your sister channel. It's one of my favorites. Today's show, tricking seven-year-olds into eating dog food. Here we see the girl placing five bits of kibble in a shiny green bowl, the desired goal of sibling aggravation. What I did was put about five pieces of Larry's kibble in one of mom's pretty bowls and pretended I was chewing it. Yum, yum. Larry came running at the sound of snacks, but I had to shoo him away. It tastes like salty crackers, I told Laura while she was watching Animal Planet. And also, Oprah says it will make your hair glossy and manageable. It will not says. Fine, have dull dry hair then. See if I care, I told her. Laura was convinced that I really did eat it because I already have one Oprah habit. I change my bed sheets every two days because I read that Oprah does this too. Why can't I, why can't I have at least one thing in common with the billionaire, you know? If I see 10,000 faces in my life, I will never forget Laura's face when she began chewing. I chewed the inside of my mouth and tried not to laugh, but you know, I couldn't help it. I am not a hateful person, but I do consider it my duty to play tricks on her. I've seen this in movies, I know. After she swallowed that first dog food nugget, I laughed until I almost peed my pants, seriously. Then I chased her through the house for the rest of the afternoon and told her she was going to wake up tomorrow barking. I only asked for forgiveness after she went into her room and cried. Get out of here, Laura shouted. It was just a joke, I told her. You're horrible. You're a horrible, evil sister, she said. She picked up a ratty old stuffed animal and threw it at my head. Hey, didn't I take your mind off things? Aren't you tired of being cooped up in 1,400 square feet? I threw myself onto her bed. Laura tried to push me out of her green room. Get out, Misty, she said. Well, don't you miss Dad, I, I asked her. Stop she said. Wouldn't you want to be a dog for a day? I asked. Get out, she screamed. She said it so loud that I thought it might wake up mom from her rest. I went into my room and changed my sheets like a billionaire. Clean sheet day is the best. I don't know why everyone doesn't do this. All it takes is soap and water and a small amount of effort. You want a little luxury? You make it for yourself. When I'm done torturing Laura, my phone rings and sucks some of the luxury out of my night. And that's the end of chapter nine.